Hello there and welcome back to the Suffolk Business Podcast. Today we are with Mark Patterson of Clip and Climb Ipswich uh, to discuss his journey. Mark, how are you? Thanks for joining us. No problem. All well. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Mark, tell us a little bit about Clip and Climb straight away and, and the journey you've had. I know a lot of people will believe that Clip and Climb is a franchise in itself when actually this isn't the case here. So tell us a little bit about Clip and Climb, what you do, how you do it. Um, yeah, I guess you know the idea was born a couple of years back, um, and took a, a a year in terms of design, planning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We got a spade in the ground um, back in July two thousand eighteen, so the the actual build took about a year, and and yeah, it's um it's effectively called Clip and Climate Switch, but it's um it's myself and Josh Davies um along with uh, another shareholder as an independent centre. So we thought a couple of years ago that um family entertainment in and around Ipswich and Suffolk needed something. Um, uh, like like uh, clip and climb and um, for youngsters adults alike um, aligned with the, the fantastic cafe we have and, and so far so good yeah yeah now you have a cafe in there paddy and scott's right yeah yeah paddy and scott's ca- uh, cafe so that was a dual branding exercise to begin with um, and yeah it's it's going fantastic we've i think we've turned a lot of things in its head with regards you take youngsters to family entertainment centers like a climate center or a soft player or wherever and sometimes you go there and the kids have a great time because it is what it is but the parents and ultimately the the bill payers just get whatever they get, whereas we've tried to do it the other way around and make it a really lovely experience for the people who are um, taking the children there or, or, or watching and um, so they can have some good food and good coffee um, as, as well as the, the people they're taking having a great time. Nice. And in terms of your background as well, obviously you know Jack really, really well. You know, Jack, you've known Jack since he was tiny. It's been a pleasure. Tiny. pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> still a bit tiny, really. Um, but um, give us a bit of a background about you mark and how you actually got into now running this business um well so the short abridged version of of me ended up i suppose sitting here really was um back in 96 came over to play cricket for um a week on, a, on trial with surrey that went well stayed for a month um i made my first class debut and um and did, did well in that signed for two years and so i came across from belfast for a week and never really been home um uh, through uh, various injuries unfortunately about 2001 i retired from first class cricket and then topped up my degree with um, a teaching qualification um, and um, unfortunately when my, my now wife's mum passed away in 2003 we decided to move closer to one of our families and there was a job come up at where Jack went to school at St Joseph's College um, I ended up there running the cricket for a year and then took over as director of sport so I spent a brilliant 15 years at St Joseph's um, and then at the end of being director of sport for um, 13 years I, I did a role that was linked um, to marketing and admissions and recruitment and stuff like that um, and uh, while, when they they rightly moved that all under one roof it became very much a, an office job and as Jack will know you know I, I, the main reason for me getting involved in teaching was working with, with working with children in sports teams and uh, rugby cricket hockey football whatever it might be so at that stage I just I didn't know exactly what I was going to do but I, I, I knew that the an office nine to five job wasn't for me and um, yeah it was when you're put in a position where you have to try and find something else to do yeah you you, you think about things a lot quicker when you fast forward things um a lot quicker and and um, yeah a few key conversations with a few key people um it, it seemed that if we did it in the right way in the right place that, that that's that um something like we've done with clip and climb was was doable in the area yeah i mean just for context for the audience as well um your business partner, Josh Davey, also went to St. Joseph's College, didn't he? He did, yeah. So my relationship with Josh was, um, uh, I was best friends with his father. And um, Josh was head boy at the school and um, first 11 uh, crate captain. And um, so in particular, I had um, 
a lot of good time with Josh when he was a lot younger. He's a lot younger than me. I think he's 30 in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, our main investor was a, a very good friend of his father's. And um, when we put our business plan to him um, and fleshed it out with financial models, et cetera, et cetera, um, he, he basically said, yep, if, if you're keen and would do this with Josh, um, then it's something that, that um, I'd, be, I'd be more than happy to back. So he's come in as our, as a sort of silent investor, shareholder, et cetera, but it has facilitated what we've done. Um, and without him, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So. No, brilliant. So is there any um, similarities with being a, um, you know, a sports coach to now running a business? Is there anything you can easily transition? Yeah, I, th- I think there is a, a lot. And um, mostly how you look after your employees as, as part of a team. Um, so we've created, um, I, I honestly think, a, f- a fantastic team culture within the people that work for our business, whether they are permanent staff, part-time, full-time, or whether they're um, younger staff, sick form students, university students who just come in and work at weekends or during holiday time. Um, so yeah, Josh and I have discussed that a lot, and Josh has come from a big team background as well. And um, that allied to the mistakes that I think people have made trying to manage and lead me um, or do that or, or done that poorly. I've tried to make sure I haven't replicated that now that I'm in a position where, where I'm uh, I'm in charge and with Josh and, and, and leading the business and, you know, looking after your your, your employees, your, whether it's a cleaner or whether it's one of your, you know, your, your right-hand men. You gotta, um, they're the ones that make your business tick really well and, and, and I think that's probably the thing that, that we have done best um, as, as a business, you know, as a startup business. It's great because everyone we've had on this podcast so far has really kind of dialed in the importance of building culture in, in their teams and, and in the staff. So um, a huge well done on that. And, and when I go into the centre, you can certainly see that everyone enjoys their job. Everyone enjoys working with um, the kids and adults who are climbing. Um, which is um, a testament to you guys. So well done. Yeah, it's it it, it is a, it's a really good place to work. We we've got a, a, a superb centre that lends itself to this anyway. But we have a once a month staff get together, which is a get together with you know some food and a few drinks or whatever. But we then do some training with them as well, and um, uh, in terms of month to month inset training, and and the the team is built really really well. And a lot of the even the the. Um, temporary part-time um, staff realise that you know it is it is a fantastic place to work because you're dealing with people who are happy and having fun um, and um, with all due respect to any any job you know you, at that age like you and I have probably done when, when we were that age you could be stacking shells or flipping burgers mm. so um, you know it's for me it's a if I was that age again it's a bit of a no-brainer compared to what you could be doing. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of friction to the customer, is there? When no. They, they, they go there to climb and enjoy climbing. Yeah, and, and, and you know, 99.9% of them leave, and as they leave, it's thank you, had a great time, mm. etc. So you're, de- you're dealing with ha- with happy people, um, like you said, Jack, whether it's young young children or, or adults. We've, we've got, a, you know, a massive um, amount of adults and, and teenage um, people that climb as well. So it, isn't, it, it is far from just a kid's thing, but we've designed it in that way and, it, and it's, it's worked out fantastically in, uh, um, in terms of our hopes of, of going across a broad, broad age spectrum. Yeah. Amazing. How, how did it, like, obviously I know you mentioned your transition into um, running the business now. What was the process like right at the beginning? Because I imagine it didn't just happen overnight. I imagine this planning was... I mean, did it start a long, long time ago? Yeah, I mean, the planning really started 
back um, in 2015, I suppose, really. Um, even when I was still employed at St. Juice's, I was working, you know, when, when I wasn't there, at things we could do and, um, and what we were going to put in place. And, and the biggest thing that I um, realised early on with Josh was we didn't know what we were doing. So we had to get key people around us, you know, and uh, going back to the things about sports teams, we, we, we got a fantastic project manager and project team around us, great set of architects, um, civil engineers, our M&E guys, etc. So I've, I've learned through other people's mistakes um, that if you don't know something about something, the best thing to do is actually get somebody who does and don't pretend you do and stick on a hat and pretend you know about an aspect of construction if you know nothing about it. Because not only will you fail, but, but you you look quite daft as well. It's very see through. Some people think that they can, you know, they can wing it and they can, you know, pretend that they know what they're doing. But if 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 you're talking to somebody who is um, experienced and and uh, that's their field of expertise, you, you you can't get involved in that. So you just gotta get the right people that you trust and um, to do it, and then um, uh, let let them let them loose, so to speak. So the team that we built prior to building the the centre w- w- was key to where we sit right now. We always say stay, stay in your lane, don't we? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. A huge, there's, yeah. a, there's a massive ROI in that, and, and people don't get it. Like, I mean, we obviously work with clients, and, and we, we, we manage their social and, and build their content, and, and they always say, if we were to do this, we could try and do this, but like, we would never gain the ROI if, if, if we would have got you to do it. Do you see what I mean? So yeah, it's definitely a stay in your lane, lane situation. It mm. is, and I, I think, ironically, when you then give those people and empower them to actually do the job and, the, and they realise you trust them to do it, you get mm. you get the returns yeah. um, tenfold. And know. quicker as well. Yeah, massively. More than often. You know, we, I've, I've looked into things before and I've thought, oh, I'd love to do that, but actually it will take me a good week to do, whereas I could outsource it to somebody else and it can get done in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and it, but it's a refreshing thing for those people, I think, sometimes they hear as well, where they go, so what do you think? I'm thinking about doing this. And, um, and you go, well... Not really too sure. Not my field of expertise. Mm. That's why we've employed you. Yeah, you tell me. Yeah, actually, it's impo- yeah, it is. It's massively important. And they go, okay. And and especially if you if you can jet sometimes use the phrase, you know, it's a blank canvas. You you tell me, excite me, come up with something, mm. come up with something mm. that nobody's done before, or something that you're going to be really really proud of. Okay, brilliant. And then then away they go and and, and come up with whatever. See, I, I think that um, is a big big sports coach yeah, mentality. Yeah. To, to be able to actually give people the freedom and to make them feel empowered to actually go out on the pitch, on the rugby field, wherever, and actually give their best performance. Um, so I think you've obviously taken that from your coaching days as well. And I, I think it's, it's massive as well. Like I've worked in companies before where everything was micromanaged. They would, mm-hmm. they would look at something and they would say, no, I don't really want to look at that. Can we add a bit of red into that? Or can we add a bit of blue into it? Can we change the font there? And suddenly I was doing work for them and not for myself, which obviously there's an element of that always, but the best work is given to you when you have that freedom just to do what you yeah, want. Yeah, definitely. I mean, kind of- who, who enjoys micromanagement and who does it work for? It doesn't work for the person that's being micromanaged. It doesn't work for the person who's micromanaging because you should be doing something you know different. So Josh and I, we had to obviously roll our sleeves up in the first two or three months um, and, and do everything. But now we try our very, very best to be working on the business rather than in the mm. business and actually filtering that down to our middle managers as well. So you've got a middle manager who's running around doing this, that and the other and doing it brilliantly. But you're thinking, do you know what? We don't pay you to do that. Mm. We, With all due respect, there's people that you and you need to delegate better. So one of the things Josh and I have learned a lot through through our, our business coach, a guy called Phil Budd um, from Action Coach in, in, in Bury St. Edmunds, is, is that you have to do that. 
And if you're trying to protect your business and saying, making sure that you're keeping people employed and, and paying their wages, etc., the best way you can do that is, is working on your business. Because if your business fails, you end up, you know, the people you're trying to protect and make sure that they pay you paying their wages for their families or whatever, suddenly they've got no job. So um, at times, it's, it's educating the people that you work for as well that um, this is, you know, don't expect um, myself and, and my business partner to come in and be doing this, this, this. I know it will help your job in a way, but actually it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's back to the same phrase of empowering people to, to, to do various bits and pieces. And, and the... The middle management structure we have at the um, at the centre have responded phenomenally well. To, the more you give them, and um, not overloading them, but the more responsibility you give them, most good they employees actually step up to the plate. Motivates you. Yeah, yeah. it does um, definitely. And then and then they become part of the bit. They feel more um, part of the business rather than clock in, clock out. And um, and suddenly you know you've tried to get it to that position, but all of, all of a sudden it's naturally and, and organically become a, re- a really good team. That's really cool. What you said there about um, you spending time on the business and not within the business to make sure that people, you can pay people and then they can feed their families and stuff. Ray Dalio talks about that a lot um, and the responsibility that managers and bosses have towards their whole work mm. st- workplace. Um, and, and that's what a lot of startups especially, but a lot of um, managers and business owners get wrong. Well, I, I so, think it's like, I've, I always say like the, the the staff that need micromanagement, you don't kind of want them there. No. Because no. They're, they're the ones they, that need that they, guidance and they need yeah. somebody to rely on and to give them instructions and, and to tell things. them how to do things. Mm. But the people you want there are the people who don't require any micromanagement, who are responsible enough, who have that confidence to go out there and yeah. actually do it how they believe it should be done. That's it. And yeah. then um, you're then going to get the best results. Any business is all about the people. Now, 100%. And if... if um, if there's a big decision to be made or something that is going to impact on the business, then come and come and speak to me. Mm. Apart from that, crack on. Yeah. You, you know that that's this is your area. We've employed you because we believe in you and trust in what you're doing. So you you crack on and do it. And and then in terms of um, time efficiency, it's be, it's just it's better for everybody. You know, your staff stay there longer. 100%. What about meetings? How long are your meetings? This is a, a topic that's coming up we, recently. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We, we we try to make them short, snap and and snappy, but. They are meetings are key. Yeah, meeting with your key stakeholders is a is a huge thing. I remember when I when I took over the the sport at um, uh, at St Joseph's, there was no such thing as departmental meetings or meeting, um, in terms of the sport, meeting with the ground staff once a week to tell them what what facility, what pitches you need, when you needed them marked out by, and and to begin with, it was a little bit whoa what are we doing this for but then within a couple of weeks everyone is sort of saying well how do we ever survive without <laughs> without having meetings like this because you know the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing unless unless it tells it and um yeah so it's very um important that you don't overdo meetings and, and have meetings for the sake of meetings but you know if you leave a 20 minute meeting and everyone is actually feeling a lot happier and a lot you know a lot calmer about things and um, then obviously that meeting was worth worthwhile doing in the first place mm, it's when the 20 minute one tends into two-hour one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's happened to everybody. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's happened to everybody, especially towards the end of the day. Can, you know, it, yeah, you sit down for 10 minutes and the next thing it's half past yeah. seven at night. Yeah. Um, but but I, I would like to think that um, myself in particular, that you sort of see that this can be done tomorrow 
or uh, or actually no, I'm really sorry, guys. We get, let's let's just stuck in and get this um, this uh, get it done. Yeah, um, because if you're doing like I say, if you're doing things for the sake of them, and and it's it's a little bit this must the sport analogy would be, um, you know, perfect practice makes perfect. Not just practicing, but actually practice hard for thirty minutes, and you'd know where your golf jack. And, and if you don't go out and pop for four hours, you know, spend twenty spend twenty minutes focusing on some aspect mm. of what you're doing, and it's exactly the same in business. I think it's also what I talk about revising in thirty minutes. Stint. That's it. Yeah. Re- revise 30 minutes break. Revise 30 minutes break. Mm-hmm. Um, startups are obviously really tough, and this is a complete startup. As we said, this isn't a franchise. So talk about the challenges you had early early in, well, only a few months back, really, and, and what really stands out to be like the, whoa, this isn't good, we need to sort this. Um, I guess the things that stand out, most and it would be the same I would say that Josh would say if he was here was was the was pre-open everything to do every day was a challenge because you're juggling balls and sometimes it's not just um one hits the ground you got to decide which one's gonna you're gonna let hit the ground because you, you can't juggle them all and mm-hmm. um, with any startup I think most people would answer the same question financial um, constraints and financial worries um you know how are you gonna how are you gonna pay that cash flow problems etc so we've been really lucky we've been really successful in the first four months but that doesn't mean that you don't have pinch points with regards cash flow um so i would the best piece of advice i think even though we're you know very very new into what we're doing the best piece of advice i could give um, any new startup is get get right the right people alongside you get get a business coach get somebody who knows what they're doing um get a get a bookkeeper you know who's going to look after your numbers who's going to look after um your vat your tax returns who you owe what to when you owe they're going to a schedule of payments etc otherwise it's just all over the place so that so you know prior to the build um I, I was dealing with all those and and you think you're doing it quite well until you give it to somebody who knows what they're doing and they go flip me you know how, how have you got to this how position? have i survived <laughs> we're, we're massive on a mentorship and i think it's it's crazy that there are loads of business owners out there that don't invest in a mentor or a coach or somebody who's been there done it has that experience and also has like made this like made the mistakes before you do yeah who knows what could be coming has made the mistakes has learned from them so we we kind of see it as insurance mm-hmm. <laughs> for your business isn't it josh and i laugh our head off at the moment and we've we've been with our with our business coach now probably about 68 weeks so like maybe a bit more maybe 10 weeks and we would have got to where we want we want to get to where we need to get to eventually, but we'll get there ten times quicker now. Mm. Because, and 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 the meet we we see him once a fortnight, and when we leave the meetings, you feel you know really empowered, you feel energized, clarity, and yeah, thoughts. that's yeah. it. But he also they they focus you in terms of what the the key things are, what are the easy wins, um, and you know, and when you get those easy wins done, then how do you sort of chip away at the various margins and and. Accountability is a big thing as well. Mm. He, he's a great guy, our coach, but, he, but he's also, he also holds us to account. And it's a bit like you know a teacher holding you account with assignments and homework. He he says right. So so for ne- uh, in the next two weeks, this is these are the key action points. Um, you need to write them down when you've done them. Here's when we're going to do them by. Let's agree when we're going to you know agree targets. So he's he's happy for you to say, I don't think it's realistic that we'll yeah. have that done in the next two weeks. Okay, we'll shelve it and do it uh, for two weeks after. But it starts to put a little bit of pressure, um, good pressure on you, you know, and it 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 makes then um, Josh and I feed off each other a, a lot in terms of have 
have you done this? Well, well no. Um, yeah, I've done that. Have you done this? And yeah, that, that would be the, the key piece of advice in terms of people. Um, it would, would be somebody who knows what they're doing business-wise and somebody who's good with numbers. Uh, because uh, even if you're very good with numbers, it's you need to be You are good with it. numbers, aren't you? Yeah, I'm pretty good with them. I enjoy numbers. I always have done, you know, right back to school. Um, I, I did maths for the maths right all the way through to um, A-level. But, but I've now... Realize that being good with numbers and enjoying numbers is a different thing when you're when you're involved with numbers in business. Yeah, massively different. I am. Um, you're terrible. So coming back to staying in your lane, I know I never need to add <laughs> anything up because I'll, I'll rely on Jack for that. But um, and you'll laugh because he did most of my GCSE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, going back to our business coach. I mean, one of the numbers tell a story as well. They don't tell lies. Do you yeah. Know, do you know what I mean? So if you think you're doing doing okay and this we'll just flesh out the numbers and see what the numbers tell because the numbers might tell you a, a better story mm. or, or or a worse story mm. and if they tell you that you know a worse story you've got to you've got to then do something about it and that's where you make your marginal gains and well your big gains but also um uh, your marginal gains um so yeah that would be a priceless yeah. piece of advice get a financial expert yeah. in charge of your PL. correct <laughs> correct um what are your hopes and aims for the next, let's, let's say the next year. Um, I know you're busy, right? Yeah, so. yeah, busy. But I mean, we constantly challenge ourselves with regards what what is going to come next. Um, I can't see any, another centre like we've built on the horizon at all. I don't know if we want to because it's just Josh and I, but it is phases after phase. So we've just put in uh, 10 days ago a brand new soft play, which has yeah, been a bit of a game changer that. for... Um, midweek stuff in particular so for the parents who drop their six-year-old to school and then they've got a two-year-old in the car and want to meet up with their friends for a coffee somewhere and that's been hugely successful Um, and we've got and um, we've got two we've got two or three other phases that we want to do um, quite quickly one of them is a, is a fantastic thing linked to technology which will be watch this space for sort of uh, mid mid year next year and um, but we want to also do something related to maybe like a sort of kiosk or a concession van out the front because we're, where we're located as you guys know in ransom zero park is, is a biz, biz, big business estate there's lots of footfall and traffic that go past our front door and um, and you know we serve fantastic food and fantastic coffee but for some people to come up and into our center they they don't do it but actually if you're walking past somewhere and you can get lovely Perfect. coffee yeah mm. yeah that's it so that's that's on the horizon as well and um, we've got a new business units being built directly behind us so there's a lot of collaboration work to do there and one of the best problems we've come across we've we've got 70 car parking spaces when we're rammed it's, it's not enough and mm. um, so we've got to just try and work out what we're going to do there and um, because we can't obviously magic um, a bit more land so mm. we just got a um, uh, box clever there with regard some of the local businesses and macro in particular next door been have been fantastic with helping us with that um, but again we've had nothing but i think um good problems you know pro- yeah, problems good. are problems that you like to have yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and again the soft place created that um, tomorrow we're getting our gate moved because it was a little bit close to the stairs. We're creating a one-way system and stuff. Good problems. Um, we open the centre during term time at eleven o'clock. Not quite early enough for soft play. Um, you know, good problem. Yeah, um, and and how we how we man it and staff it at the weekends. Um, a good problem again. But we we we've uh, we had last weekend. We put some of our younger members of staff in there. It's been absolutely brilliant. You know, mm. um, in terms of for us I guess money well spent because the, the parents who thought they were going to have to come with their two or three year olds and take their shoes off and get in there we've got a we've got a 15 year old in there who just um, you know, plays, plays with the kids yeah it's been it's, it's, been, it's been really good it's funny every list literally just listening to um, a book about this every business has problems it just depends on how good they are yeah yeah that's it <laughs> that's, that's it in a nutshell actually you, you're going to have a lot of problems and yeah. 
we've had very few really bad problems. In fact, most, and even the ones that you think, mm, they're not great, you've a choice of whether that you can put a positive spin on them or a negative yeah. spin on them. And I, and I think from everybody's mindset in the business, the, mo the more positive and glass half full that, that problems are seen as, the more that becomes a cultural thing. Um, finally, my last question, where, um, where's your business address? Where is Clip and Climb for our audience? And social media, where can they find you on which handles? Okay, good questions. Um, social media, I'm a bit of a, a dinosaur in a way, but I do know the answer to the question. So where we are um, geographically is on Ransom Zero Park. Um, so we're a couple of hundred metres on up past David Lloyd, on the same side of the road as, as David Lloyd and right next door to Macro. So our address is to Berwick Road. We had to build a new road and uh, Royal Mail give us a new, new postcode, which messed <laughs> us about for, for a few months. But yeah, it's right beside Macro. It is very, very easy to find. Yeah. Um, in terms of social media and everything like that, yeah, we, so obviously our website is um, www clippingclimbipswitch.com um, and then we've got all the um, the various handles through um, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the ones that you would um, you would expect. Clip and Climb Ipswich will take you there. Yeah, anything yeah. anything on any search engine, Clip and Climb Ipswich um, will we'll take you there. The booking of uh, a slot is really straightforward. You, you pick your, your day, you pick your time, um, you see the availability, you one, two, three clicks, pay, done. And nice. Turn up, give us your surname. Taking out uh, friction, easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah, it's really easy. So at the moment, it's uh, yeah, £12.50 for a climb. That's whether you're four or 100, well. 104. Yeah. Yeah, um, Have you had anybody 104 come for a climb? I think the oldest person we've ha had for pr yeah, proper climb is 82. Done, the, done the drop slide. Done the They're still yeah. with us. <laughs> Still, yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant to see. To such brilliant. an extent, that sort of age range, I think, um, you know, you talk about what we're going to do um, progressing on, we're definitely going to have, I think, a pensioner's evening. Yeah, 100%. Because there are there are a lot of over 60s who, who and they, they, they love it as well. Yeah, climbing's accessible for everyone. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it is. And one of, the, one of the nicest things that I've seen, my two boys now are 10 and 13, but um, when you look at older teenage kids, there's not an awful lot of stuff that teenagers can do with, it, with their parents, but mm. on on evening slots in particular, the number of seven, 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds we see there with their mum and dad is, is, is brilliant. Um, you know, they're having a good time, having a laugh. And, and generally, there's not much for that age of kid and yeah. kids to do with their parents. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been good and, and, and that's maybe a good one to finish with. The, the enjoyment of, of, of people in general is, um, has, been, has been the most, the, the, the nicest thing of, of exactly. setting up the business, yeah. Cool. Amazing. Well, I, I was going to ask um, what your favourite thing about running the business is. And, and but, what the favourite uh, thing about being a business owner is, but I think we just but I think got we've just kind that. of got that. <laughs> yeah, happy, custom, happy customers. And by happy, I don't just mean happy in terms of they're pleased with what they got. I mean genuinely happy and laughing yeah. and giggling. Yeah. And, and the, 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 the cafe on, on the mezzanine floor sometimes creates like an, an amphitheatre where you get, say it's a youngish uh, kid who's up on the leap of faith, gets yeah. stuck a little bit. Everyone sort of goes towards God, it, starts yeah. clapping. And oh, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good, good fun. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks so much for joining us, Mark. Yeah, um, likewise, It's been thanks. an absolute joy. And uh, and anyone who wants to go climb, take your kids climbing, go to Clip and Climb. I can say it's hugely worth it. Thanks, Amazing. mate. Thanks, 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 guys. Cheers.